Welcome back, friends. Last Guy here, and it's time for another Basically Podcast with Verbalocity. Hi! Me again! Yep, we're doing this because we, after these months, they finally, well, they told the prices, and we also have the release dates. We have pretty much everything there is for Xbox and PlayStation, but a lot has happened between uh, then and now, so there's like, quite a bit to talk about. And some things I know about, oh. some things I don't. Bloody hell, yeah, we've had an absolute tsunami, you know, that, as is tradition with 2020, <laughs> having an absolute deluge of things to talk about, but I mean, pff, off the top, like you said, we finally know the dates and the pricing for both of the, the bigger next-gen titles. Nothing yet from Nintendo, they're staying quiet, don't want to mm. talk about anything just yet, the rumoured Switch Pro has not been talked about on any of their things. Yeah, and they don't... Although Minecraft to... Steve is a thing, yeah, that's the biggest big. Nintendo news. Oh, the kids love that one. The big news for me is Kirby got a new game. Um, well, right now, Nintendo doesn't need to say anything. It's Xbox and PlayStation are fighting. Why would you jump in the middle of that? Honestly. So, 2021 would be better their year than 2020. Because, yeah, why would you get in the middle of those two? Um, it's different than, you know, E3. Everyone's trying to do their best there. But because it's a console release year, if you're not trying to fight them head to head, why would you even bother? I think is the right way. So they've just been pushing. So we'll talk about Nintendo here. Uh, Nintendo's just been pushing a lot of remakes, indies, bringing back old franchises that haven't been around in a while, like Shin Megami Tensei and things like that. And yep. uh, pushing Zelda pretty good. They also pushed uh, Super Mario. Super Mario Bros. 35 is really fun. The, ah, good. I heard about that. I'm, I'm having a blast with that. Um, I'm actually winning at that compared to Tetris 99. I can't win Tetris 99 ever. Uh, <laughs> the collection, those who played it back then, they love it. Those who are new, they're mad. Like some people are mad it's not a remake instead of just... Because they just ported them, which I get. It'd be nice if they put some work into it. But people really love it for what it is as well. And then Legend of I Zelda. I just realized I... Sorry, I just remembered something. I shouldn't rag on Minecraft Steve for uh, Smash. Because that means we got Cube Kirby. Yeah, Cube Kirby's amazing. And it's the best picture I've seen out of that update. Mm -hmm. That and the one of Snake hiding in the box and the end of him peering through. I really oh, yeah, shouldn't rag cool. on the whole Minecraft Steve thing. It's actually pretty good, but continue. Um, And then, let's see here. And then, yeah, Legend of Zelda's getting a lot. So they're pushing, I guess, their end-of-the-year release is going to be Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity, which is a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Because uh, they're just satiating everyone every year with some sort of Zelda. And then eventually Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. So they know they should be pushing that and they are pushing it, which is nice. There has been nothing about Metroid Prime 4 or Bayonetta 3. So people are going to be just waiting to see what the heck's going on with that. But they've had some major releases over the year. But it's really, this this year is more PlayStation and Xboxes to to just push the console all year. And that's what's been happening. So, not really worried about Nintendo right now. They're still making... They broke the records earlier anyway. Like, in the summer, they broke Did a they? couple records. They broke... What was it? They broke some console records, but I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Like, they sold a ton of consoles. What helped a lot was, of course, um, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, during the pandemic, broke some records. I don't remember what it was. I'll right look now. it up now. Mm -hmm. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what it is right now. But they they did break some records with the Switch, so they're doing all right. Nothing to worry about with Nintendo. They should just become a software company. What people say. 
Um, shoot, I wish I could remember specifics. Ah, here we are. Mm. Nintendo Switch broke the Nintendo Wii's year-to-date sales record in the U.S. Which is extremely... Yeah, yeah, that was the record I'm thinking of. That's really impressive, considering how good the Wii was at breaking records. And how popular that thing was, too. Yep. Like, it was a good good console, underpowered as hell, even compared Mm -hmm. to the 360 and the PS3, but it was still bloody good. Yeah, because it brought something new. But But the Switch, it's a bit more hardcore. It's Mm. not something you're going to sell to your gran. But... It's still breaking the record because it's got a quality like list of games. Like for me, uh, I initially was considering getting a Switch to get Gen- Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, mm-hmm. but uh, after playing enough Monster Hunter World and Iceborne on console on PC, I was like, "Eh, I don't really necessarily have a reason to get a Switch right now." Mm-hmm. Then they announced Monster Hunter Rise, and yeah. it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping they announce a Switch Pro. Because I want to play that at a good frame rate on my. I, I I'm not going to use it as a mobile platform, which is yeah. strange for a Switch. But I would I would really really like to see a Switch Pro or something announced. But mm-hmm. we're not seeing that. We're in the middle of you know the big two are square and off. And oh my lord, it's been an ordeal, Scarf. Oh my lord, where would you? How far back would you like me to start? We can go all the way back to when last did it. Last time we didn't even know the prices yet. Last time we did this, we were that far back. Oh, yes. All right. So I actually have a photo on my phone because this has come up with often conversation to where I made a note of it. Uh, let me very, very rapidly scroll through my phone timeline to try and find this. And I can't find it. I probably deleted it. God damn it. No, no. Either way. So we found out the, uh, the pricing and the dates for when the pre-orders were to go live and the actual console releases. And the pr- I mentioned the pre-orders specifically because bloody hell... The pre-orders were a shit show. <laughs> now, stop me if you've heard this one before as a Nintendo connoisseur. But the pre-orders were bought it to hell, immediately resold on eBay on both Xbox and PS4. Mm. And in the case of one of the platforms, some of the retailers jumped the gun and did the pre-orders way before the date was actually meant to be. This specifically happened with PlayStation, because this was just after the PlayStation prices and date was announced. Uh, They did a big show, they talked about things that, like, they showed off, like, Final Fantasy XVI, Spider-Man Miles Morales, more Demon's Souls remake stuff, and also God of War Ragnarok. Bloody hell, that was a bit... There was was a lot of ones in that PlayStation show. And then at the end, that's when they revealed it. And then right after the show... That wasn't meant to be when the pre-orders went live, because PlayStation were doing a, basically, you uh, sign up and get, like, a dedicated pre-order link to avoid people panic-rushing sites mm. and botting. But I guess some smaller retailers jumped the gun early. Maybe they were misinformed to how it works, or they just didn't care about the pre-order embargo that they were under. And that caused some of the bigger retailers to jump the gun, and then once Walmart and GameStop and Amazon caught wind of this, you know, they're under embargo, but at the same time, all these other people are doing the pre-order. Like, why can't we? Mm-hmm. And so they just, all bets are off them. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, that there was one small benefit to this of it caught botters off guard to an extent, <laughs> because I'll elaborate later, uh, this was surprise. So more people, legitimate people were able to get PlayStations, but people were constantly going from site to site to site. I imagine your Twitter feed may have been flooded with stuff scarf about that, mm-hmm. of just people at absolute calamity trying to get their hands on even the digital model, let alone the, the one with the disc, which has been the one that was picked up the most. It's a silly <sighs> time. And, 
yeah, silly time. Although, does this sound a bit familiar to you at all? Uh, Nintendo's <laughs> never had that kind of problem. <laughs> Nintendo's always going to have scalper problems. I think scalping's just going to always happen, but never something like that. I don't, I've never had, never heard of anything where retailers jump the gun or anything on Nintendo. Because Nintendo was way more mum about everything. Extremely hmm. so. They're just like, also because they just tell everyone when things come out. Like, they're very, they don't get leaked that much. They're very tight to the vest uh, when it comes to things. Until recently when Kirby got leaked, which was hilarious. Hmm. The first time in 28 years a Kirby game got leaked. But it was only the day before it came out. Or they released it the next day because it got leaked. I don't know. But uh, that's that was the only leak of this year was just Kirby. Besides that was just people guessing what was coming up. Like, like this is going to be the new D- the DLC character for Smash. And they were wrong many, many times. Except for the kids who really wanted Steve. That's They got that one. The meme became real. Yeah. Everyone was... Exp- Me personally, I was in the crowd of expecting Dante, but mm-hmm. I wanted Kiryu Kazuma from Yakuza. Mm. I thought he'd be a prime candidate. He'd be funny. Minecraft Steve, I didn't expect. And to be honest, I was asleep when the presentation happened. So when I woke up, one, my Twitter wasn't working because (laughs) there was so many posts about it. Twitter literally crashed. And uh, eventually I started going through like my WhatsApp, my friends groups. And it's like, oh my God, Minecraft Steve, Lamalik, wait. What are you on about? My Twitter finally starts working. <laughs> I start going through it. It's like do it's like the most positive version of Doom scrolling you could have in 2020. It's just people half livid, half like what? About Minecraft Steve all down the timeline. Yep. It was quite the surprise. Um I was expecting the mo- uh pr- I thought the most mundane pick, well most not mundane, but just most probably going to happen pick expected. Was be, yeah, most expected for me was Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter's been with Nintendo for a long time, and Rise is coming, and they already got a Rathalos in there, so I figured they'd put one in by now, but nope, there's still no Monster Hunter. The one I hope, of course, is for Bandana Waddle D. And then after that, it's like, well, anyone can be in this thing. That's They've established that pretty much. Well, anyone who's a gaming character. So Dante would have been cool. Like, there's a lot of characters who just, this would be cool to have in there. Uh, Dante would be cool, because he's been in... Uh, some Nintendo kind of stuff with uh, with the beautiful um what was the one I was thinking that people were like there's no way like like Sora Sora from Kingdom Hearts they've only had one game on Nintendo so it's possible but I don't know true Steve makes sense just because Minecraft is the biggest selling game of all time it's, it's humongous yeah so Steve getting in doesn't make uh, totally makes sense that he'd get in. It's just, uh, for some people, they just can't believe it. But it's totally plausible. I remember when I went to E3, not E3, when I went to Comic-Con, and they had, when they first got Minecraft on the Switch, there were a lot of kids who were playing. That. They were really happy about that, so I know... At E3? No, at, uh, at Comic-Con. Oh, at Comic-Con, sorry. Yeah, so when they, when they got Minecraft on Switch, a lot of kids were there, they wanted to play Minecraft on the Switch. I checked it out. It was pretty good. Of course, PC's better on it, but um, yeah, people love Minecraft on the Switch too. So it's a good put. It's a good one to put in. Sakurai, of course, mentions they asked me to do this. Like Nintendo asked me if I can do. It. I'm like, all right, I, all right. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna pull this off, but okay. And then he pulls it off. I was like, all right. 
It was totally... That man must be the mother of all networkers. <laughs> like, he must be able to just wave his hand and immediately get the contact details of anyone he wants in the gaming industry at this point. Pretty much. Like, people want to be in there. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Overwatch. Jeff Kaplan? Is it Jeff, Jeff Kaplan? Kaplan? Yeah, Jeff Kaplan. Got it right. Sweet. Um, he's like, I, I want Tracer in, in there. I was like, all right. <laughs> Everyone it's like knows. Sakurai uh, literally had Toby Fox, the guy behind uh, the guy behind Undertale, yeah. and he was chilling with him in traffic in his car, just shooting the shit in limited Japanese about Smash. Yeah, and you, see, you hear all these weird stories about Sakurai about what he's done over the years. Like he see for someone who's in that position with that much stress for that long. He seems surprisingly composed, and he has, especially with some of the home streams, the, the, the Nintendo dev streams at home, he has come into some next level of wholesome, <laughs> not shit posting. Like, uh, there's one three-pager I've got uh, on my phone here, and it basically reads, this is a literal quote from the, uh, the Minecraft Steve presentation. It's just me here. No one to laugh at my jokes. It's lonely. <laughs> it's... It's lonely. God, it's lonely. God damn it, Sakurai. Uh, it's, it's, well, he's been in the business since he was, I can't remember, 17 or 19 years old. Roughly. And from the start, he made a hit. Like, Kirby, he made Kirby when he was 17 or 19 years old. So from the beginning, he was a big hit guy. He made this big hit game, and they had him do major projects since then. So it's almost been 30 years, because Kirby's 28. For almost 30 years, he's been doing major projects his entire existence. That's Sakurai. So he's that's a man who's been forged uh, through time to just do something like this. He made Kirby, he made the next Kirby, he made Superstar. Superstar took three years to make. Then he makes a couple more things. And then he goes and makes Smash, which was a big project to prove himself to Nintendo as well. Because they're like, yeah, sure, okay, this seems like a cool idea. And then they let him do it, and then Smash explodes. And then each new Smash is more ambitious than the last one. He tries to take a, take a break with uh, Kid Icarus. Doesn't work out. But then he goes back and gets Smash even more incredible. And then he makes Smash Ultimate. And everyone's there. Everyone, everyone wants in. It's crazy. But his whole thing is it's gotta, he's got to make it work somehow. He's also got to see something before it works out. Which means when they wanted him to do Minecraft, he's like, uh, I he's like, I make no guarantees. The fact he can say I make no guarantees... On something as big as Minecraft is amazing because he's like, well, if I can't make it work, I'm not going to put it in there. That's how much clout he's got. That's amazing. But he found a way to make it work, so now he's in here, and I'm curious what he's going to do. the The pro scene is freaking out for sure about him because they think he's going to do a lot of uh, edge denialing. So that's going to be amazing. Yeah, literally building a second platform <laughs> in a platform fighter to fight on. That's going to be something else. I'm really curious how it's going to be. But of course, the one thing I was waiting for was Cube Kirby. I was like, he's gonna like Cube Kirby because it's four different characters for Minecraft Steve. It's it's him. I can't remember the girl's name. Uh, it's Zombie? Alex. Yeah, Minecraft Alex, I guess. And yeah, Enderman. Alex. Everyone's gonna go Enderman. I don't see anyone not doing Enderman as their character. And yeah. it's because they have that. I'm like, okay, Kirby's got to be something that any that any of them would represent. And so Cube Kirby, which is just perfect. Cube Kirby is perfect. Kirby. Yeah, Kirby. Which is funny because April Fool's 2019 from HAL was Cube Kirby. The whole day they just put out a <laughs> bunch of art of Kirby as a cube. 
Like they put <laughs> old games of box art with Kirby as Cube Kirby. They're like, it's always been Cube Kirby. What are you talking about? We're taking a bold new direction, Cube Kirby. <laughs> and now here we are. It's it's real. It's funny. Bloody hell. Oh, uh, what was it? Nice. Uh, yeah, and on top, top, like best animation from that for me. There's many things I enjoyed. One, one of his attacks literally being just chucking lava down the ledge. Oh, but yeah. if he gets slept by Jigglypuff, right. he in one in one frame builds a bed under himself and just falls flat <laughs> like a Family Guy sketch. You know how in Family Guy, if someone gets knocked out in like two frames, they fall flat. Yep. They don't like fall over naturally. Just bam. <laughs> The same thing happens. And it, it, something about that broke me when he got slept by Jigglypuff. It's just slept. It's an amazing <laughs> thing. It's uh, the little things, just the touches are what make it something that, that helped make Smash special. Because that is hilarious. He's like, bed, because he wouldn't just hit the ground. He, he needs a bed oh. to sleep. That's how the game works. So You have to have a bed. The fact that, it's just funny the idea of Minecraft Steve has the sense of, oh, I'm falling asleep. Build bed. All right. It's in one weird. frame, too. He doesn't even have to get the item out to put it down. It's just <laughs> God, there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's funny what they've made him. Just, just putting out the blocks. is such It's such a thing that is Minecraft, and I'm glad they put it in there. It's, it's very much, there's the character. It's great. It's like the same I will thing. say they did what they could with a Final Smash. Like, what oh, could yeah. you do for an iconic Final Smash with, with Minecraft? It's like... They made a boom house. I get like that's the best they could do, really. Yeah. Like giant plunger sends you into a like a house that some dude made to troll you with a bunch of creepers inside of it. <laughs> yeah. Like what else can you really? Like what else? I guess summon the Ender Dragon. That could have been a thing. The Ender Dragon could have been a thing. I think send it... you to the Nether. Get hit yeah. by some ghasts. There's really there's not too much. I think Ender Dragon would have been interesting because it would be a big map attack, like Mario's big final. Uh... Smash. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just saw on my Twitter feed, speaking of Nintendo news, as of recording, live in 30 minutes, Nintendo Treehouse October 2020, hashtag Hyrule Warriors, hashtag Zelda, hashtag Pikmin. Oh, right, Pikmin's got, well? a, got a remake coming out. <laughs> right, we may be doing some live reactions, maybe, on <laughs> this, I don't know. Uh, well, well, we'll be done before that now. Now we have a time, right. time loop. No, no. Uh, you can always watch it in post. The power of the the internet. You can always watch it in post. Uh, I don't need to watch Hyrule Warriors. I'm just going to gonna get it in November. Um, we're talking about Nintendo before we talk about PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, Hyrule talking Warriors. of things that went from good success to little success, the Xbox pre-orders now we turn yeah. to, because Xbox had separate problems to PlayStation, but mm -hmm. just as worse. So... All the retailers did stick to their embargo. It was uh, September 22nd, I believe, was the date. And pre-orders went up. On time. Expected. And one, bots everywhere, because they could prep for it. Mm -hmm. Everything went up on eBay immediately. And there was one other tiny problem. Because Xbox has decided to go with quite a stupid naming scheme. Okay. If I'm entirely right, right, honest. Right, right, right. There was a 370-ish percent increase in the Xbox One X sales on Amazon. <laughs> there are going to be some very sad people at Christmas when they open their presents from their friends, families, and significant others and find a One X, one of these things, <laughs> and not a Series X. Yes. 
Uh, I remember everyone giving Nintendo shit for the Wii U, because, like, that's a terrible name. You just put a U at the end, people are just going to buy Wiis. Which did happen! People just bought Wiis. Which wasn't great. Also, when Nintendo Better console, did, though. Yeah. Uh, even worse when people did, uh... When Nintendo did the new 3DS, put new at the front, that was also a dumb idea. And Xbox took it to the next level! Everything's Xbox things, and it's... Yeah, Series X, uh, One X, just... Okay. <laughs> Series S, One S. That's oh, also that a too. line. I, I feel like they just need a new name. I don't know what, but they just yeah. Series X was a mistake. Like because this is exactly why that's a mistake. PlayStation's naming scheme is very simple. It's a boring naming scheme. Increase no the number by one. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Don't be funny with it. Just keep it clean. And it works. Yeah, because no one's going to buy a PlayStation 4 thinking it's a PlayStation 5. It's never going to yeah. happen. Just better naming scheme works. The, the, the simplest one, PlayStation. And who's making a lot of money? PlayStation. So you don't need to be crazy about your name. Xbox and what they did, they, they just the wrong console's getting bought. Nintendo did the same thing. The wrong console got bought at quite a bit as well. I don't know why they went with dumb names like that. I, also, I don't know why Xbox did it after Nintendo did it. Like, learn from everyone else. Really, you should do that. Because it was fine when it was Nintendo, then Super Nintendo. Like, that's... That was enough of a difference because... Really, the people paying attention... The, the only people playing at that time were the people who were playing consoles anyway. So they know the difference. And then, of course, you have new names. It's Nintendo 64. That's a way different name. That's a number in there and everything. You got the GameCube, a very different name, <laughs> extremely different name. Then you got the Wii. It's a cube that plays games. Yeah. It's simple. The Wii, and then Wii U is where they messed up, and now we got the Switch. Well, you got Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Color was nothing to make people Game realize. Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Um, now Wait, I, I didn't put respect on the Game Boy Color SD. That was technically a thing. Oh yeah, there was, was it? Was it the? Am I thinking of the dual? No, the. No, no, am no, I no, thinking DS. of the SD? Yeah, DS. The DS. I'm thinking. Of, what yeah, am yeah, I doing? Yeah, yeah. The DS. Oh the my DS, god, I'm scrubbed. I have a DS, DS And then when they did new is when things got confusing. I think it's just actually thinking back on it. You can have certain words with one new word, but maybe some words don't work out like new. Just don't make them too similar. Because, you know, 1X Series X, yeah, yeah. 1S Series S is going to confuse people just looking to buy a prez. Like, non-gamers, you've got to really, like... And mm -hmm. as a, a double kick in the dick as well for this, the PlayStation... There's two versions of PlayStation 5. There is the regular version and the digital-only edition. Yeah, yeah. The only difference between those two is one has a disk drive, one doesn't. Yeah. Now, common logic would dictate that the 1S... Oh, sorry, the Series S... The, I'm getting it wrong, and I'm, like, headfirst in the culture. <laughs> I... The Series S and the, the Series X would be the same thing, because it's, you know, smaller console, no disk drive versus bigger console, disk drive. You think, you'd assume that as, an, as a layman, but no, the Series S is a lower-powered console yep. than the X. And, like, yeah, they're advertising it can do, you know, 120 FPS 4K, and it can do this, that, and the other, like, you know, ray tracing. It's still a lesser-powered console. It's got a lower clock speed, I believe, and less RAM. And a maybe a just a, only like a slightly bigger SSD hard drive or an SSD inside to compensate for it being digital only. But 
people aren't going to know this. So if you've got an enthusiast who's getting a present bought for them around Christmas time, or maybe in the, the sales in January, February, mm-hmm. and they get the S and not the X, they're going to turn around to the, the person like, hey, what you doing? You got me the crap one. Not knowing, like, and the person getting it assumed they they probably just saw an advertisement on the other end of the of the shop saying digital or like non digital, and they just sort of assumed the same thing because, of course, you would. Yeah, you you think as a layman, you assume the games consoles work similarly. It's just like which car do you want in what color? Mm-hmm. And this one's cheaper for so, some reason. Yeah, so Xbox kind of shot themselves in the foot twice with that. They really could have handled the whole situation better with the pre-orders. Although, moving into sort of the value of them both, Scarf, one place that I feel both consoles now that we've actually properly found out what they're offering, Xbox is valuing Incarnate right now. The fact that you can get a next-generation console, the One S, oh, sorry, the fuck, the Series S, (laughs) I keep doing it, the Series S, the lower-powered one, and Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which includes your monthly membership to Xbox Live Gold, for t- like fifteen, maybe twenty-five dollars a month, all in, is ridiculous. That that is four generations of games because they've confirmed backwards compatibility for like four generations of console: nice. the original Xbox 360, One, and Series. That is, you know, if I had access to that when I was, you know, 10, 15 years younger, I know my mum and dad would have jumped on that immediately for me. That's the easy, like, that, that blows Blockbuster out the bloody water scarf. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't have had to go to Blockbuster ever again. <laughs> and then on the flip side, you've got PlayStation, which is more expensive and is less freeform in how you can buy it. But their first party lineup absolutely kicks the backside out of Xbox right now. Yeah. Xbox has nothing that can compare to PlayStation first party wise. Not only with things coming out launch, but things coming down the pipeline. Espe- unfortunately, after Halo Infinite got delayed, that really sort of settled it in for me. Because Halo Infinite was supposed to be the big crux game, but after they showed it off and it got kind of panned because of, you know, Craig, the brute, and all the graphics related stuff, that got t- taken down to 2021. PlayStation just run amok and do whatever they want. Yeah. Like at launch, what have you got? Uh, stop me if I forget anything, Scarf. Demon Souls, Spider Man, Miles Morales, everything in the PlayStation Plus collections confirmed to be backwards compatible. Uh, then they've got one or two extra remasters coming along that I don't remember off the top of my head. Do you remember anything else coming along for PlayStation Five? PlayStation Five. Um, I think I've already said everything. Really. Uh, thinking, 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 thinking. No, you've already said everything. Because Devil- you- oh. Because earlier you mentioned uh, some other games as well, so... Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. That's at launch, too. So ah. that's a pretty big one as well. God, that came out. Uh... It's, yeah, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, it's not a big announcement. It's like Virgil and a couple new modes, but yeah. still pretty cool. If you're a fan of Virgil. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd say if I didn't have a PC, I still think it's a pretty good bargain. The the what the Xbox is doing It also keep, makes you curious because the way they're doing it, it's like two months, and then that's you had the console paid off and everything, and it's making me wonder 
it, it, I know it's making some some rumblings of maybe Xbox will start doing incremental uh, upgrades, like every two years, like a phone plan. Mm. And it's like, oh, sure, why not? Phone plans work. I I feel like like for me, what you need is you get a Switch, a PC, and a PlayStation Five, and you have everything. Because what's on Xbox eventually gets over to PC. The advantage, For the most part, to, yeah, yeah. The advantage to an Xbox though is you don't have to worry about how strong your PC is because all those games are going to be able to, uh, the the Xbox should be able to run whatever games are on well, Xbox for however many years this uh, this line goes. While the PC is going to have to get upgraded a couple times over to uh, to be able to deal with the gen- with comes down the generation. Plus uh, the simplicity of it all. Just yeah. with Xbox having that ability to buy, to go the all-access program is what I refer to for those of you listening who don't know exactly. The all-access program is what allows you to get the console and a monthly installment plus Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. To just get a box that you can get from a store because it's, it's brick and mortar only like GameStop, Target, Best Buy in the US, yeah. Game here in the UK. Mm-hmm. You get it from there. You just You can go get it, bring it home, plug it in, boom. Your your next gen. The simplicity is the key there. Mm-hmm, that's also true. So I feel like I think Xbox is doing the right move, being the value pick over PlayStation. I th- I just think that's the right move because when it comes to just well, like you said, the exclusives. When it comes to the first party stuff, no one's beating PlayStation right now. No one's going to be beating that. There's between those two because obviously Nintendo I feel has good stuff, but. Between those two, Xbox ain't beating PlayStation. Xbox does have good stuff. But they don't. Coming down stuff, the pipeline, that's the important thing. Yeah. It's. I only say that because I'll talk about it later, but they've bought an awful lot of studios yes. recently. Yes, but can, finish your point. I'm sorry for interrupting. Uh, okay, so. I think. Every console's got some good stuff to them, good exclusive stuff to them. So every console is worth buying, depending on what you're into. Hmm. But I think as far as gaming in general, for value pick between these two, it's Xbox. They got the better value pick because you can do installments if you, if you don't have all that much money to drop at one time. And because the S as well is a cheaper option there, it's going to be weaker, but you can still play the games. So that's $250 nice. for next gen. What the hell? It won't be able to run. Well, it was. It, was, it can't. I don't think it can run 4K. Right? Double check that. It, it can. It can do 4K. It's a 4K box, but it's just not going to do like 4K 60 ray tracing on like Gears Six. Yeah. When that comes out eventually. It's trying to find it. Like, um, it can't do amazing stuff, but it can still play the stuff. Yeah. If you don't care about enthusiast stuff, like making sure your frame rate is optimal while you're at 4K, the S will serve you just fine for 250 bucks. Yeah, it is that kind of box. It is a box for it. The enthusiast box is the Series X. That's actually the the one I was able to pick up. I'll t- talk about that story in a moment. But you pick up the Series S if you just want a box to play video games on, and you don't care about the nitty gritty. Because it is just easy. You get an S, you get Game Pass, and you sort it. As long as you've got an internet connection. If you don't, then good luck. <laughs> you guys are getting it for $250? Damn. 
Uh, I believe it's two hundred and fifty bucks, or is oh, it yeah, three hundred and fifty? It's three hundred here. It's two fifty for you guys. If I'm reading the symbols oh. correctly. Oh, uh, are you looking at uh, the pound sign? Yeah, like pound euro. Uh, Europe's per- getting buggered on pricing. Europe, Europe is absolutely getting buggered in euros. They've got a huge markup for um, Australia. Five hundred for the S, but that's Australia. It's five. Yeah, Australia tax. Oh my god. Ooh. Five hundred in Australia. Yup. Australia. Uh, Brazil's really bad about it, too. I don't remember how much it is in, this, in uh, Brazil. But Brazil gets marked up really hard because of taxes and things like that. Yeah. I, yeah, Brazil doesn't get much love because of all the... Ta- like, consoles, developers, they don't really give them much love. The only thing they get is FIFA. They don't get anything directed towards Brazil fandom because, well, too damn expensive. No one's going to be able to mm. buy anything in Brazil. It's like... I think the 360 was a thousand, or the One X was a thousand. That's asking a lot of money. But um, yeah. So the S is three hundred here. It's two fifty for you guys. That's a good deal. It's a that's a really good deal if you just want to play the stuff. If you don't want the prettiest graphics. And yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking back to when I managed to get because I have a bit of a weird story when it comes to when I was able to get my Proto in for the Series X because mm-hmm. that's the first console I'm going to be going in on because that's my sort of home quote unquote platform. So. The pre-orders started at about 8, 9 a.m. British time. Okay. I'm usually asleep at that point because I have a degenerate sleep schedule. <laughs> so I am like sat there moaning to myself about how I'm not going to be able to like, get the pre-order in unless I completely rack, like, wreck my sleep. But fortunately, one of my family members ever heard me, specifically my lovely mum. And she was willing to get the pre-order in for me on her Amazon. So it was like, all right, cool. I just gave her the instructions and then I went to bed. And I expected to wake up my normal time of like 2, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. But I get woken up at 20 past 8, 20 past 9, whenever it was, by her. Saying like, uh, I need some help here. The website's broken. <laughs> and I, I need help. So I, in like my sleep, like deprived self, just like, reach over to, like, here on my desk, yeah. grab my phone, just, like, uh, like, get onto Amazon, uh, like, su- type in Xbox Series X, and click it, it's available, hit buy, it works, put my pre-order in, get my email, I'm locked in, it's like, oh, I got it, mum, thanks, love you, bye, and go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up, like, up, and check my timeline once I've had a bit more sleep, I basically slept-walked through World War Three of pre-orders. <laughs> like, imagine g- being able to mindlessly pre-walk like through Black Friday to get exactly what you want and walk out. Wow. That's basically what I did. Because I guess I got in at the exact moment a fresh batch of Series Xs came up on the website on Amazon. <laughs> because I could get it. It's like, Series X. Okay, it's there. Pre-order. Got it. Boom. Order's in. And I, I'm looking through my timeline. It's just utter pandemonium. Especially from the US side of things, but also in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, just no one could get anything. Wow. Nothing. So I <laughs> had the mother of all luck basically sleepwalking through Black Friday. Wow. And that, I, I am an, as they, as they say, a lucky bastard. <laughs> 
walked right through that. Wow, that's funny. That is funny. I'm very fortunate compared to a lot of friends who really wanted one, but they couldn't get it because they just, they'll go to the website, click on the thing. Like, uh, for example, I know this happened with Walmart, uh, not Walmart, with GameStop, that you literally put in, it got put in a queue, but it was an infinite queue. In the code, someone did inspect element, like F12 on Chrome, and checked it. It was an infinite queue. It wasn't meant to let you out. It was just to reduce the load on GameStop's website. Wow. People, they were getting swarmed that hard by bots. And then if you get, when, hmm. then we went on eBay when I woke up. There were like Series X pre-orders and PlayStation 5 pre-orders from the days before. Because it came after the PlayStation pre-orders. <laughs> for like a grand and up. Ay ay ay! It's freaking criminal, I swear. Ah, I don't know what can be done about scalpers, but there's something has to be done. I don't know what. PlayStation tried. They tried to do something. They tried to take a, a, a trick out of the uh, concert ticket uh, business of having exclusive pre-order links. Like, for example, it was it's basically next to impossible to get tickets for a BTS concert. But if you are like a fan of this, sometimes fan pages will give it a certain amount of exclusive pre-order links. Oh. I believe that's how that works. And you get your link, you get given by like a random raffle. And then when the you basically load, you go into the link and it's a private queue. So when the time comes and the pre-orders open up, you can get in, get your pre-order without having to worry. And that's what PlayStation were trying to do because they were sending out emails like weeks beforehand for people wanting to sign up. Mm-hmm. But then the pre-orders shut the gun, right? Okay, so that's and it all went. It all just went to shit. Boy. Funny is Nintendo's just gonna like here's the new thing. Bye. That's what's gonna happen. They're not even gonna try. <laughs> I already know. They're is that Nintendo style on releases? Nintendo style is it's out. Go get it. Bye. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Wow. The, what Nintendo's advantage is is they just drop it right on you. That's the only thing. So it's a surprise for everybody. They don't like, okay, we're going to do pre-orders now. It's like, no, it's out. Go. Bye. So I, I assume <laughs> every direct you have uh, scalpers just ready. I They have to be because Nintendo does that. They'll just like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, here's a new game. Y'all excited? It just came out an hour ago. What? <laughs> That's what Nintendo has done num- numerous times. So... It's it's in a way trained Nintendo people just to just be like, they're never sure if the game is coming out today or if it's coming out next month or what, unless they actually say a date. Nintendo has done that so many times. It's more digital though. The uh, they do it more with digital things, but they've done it with physical. Where they're like, oh, by the way, it's in stores today. <laughs> what? What do you mean it's in stores today? It's a funny thing they've done. Um. I really wouldn't. I po- the console, the new console itself, has to get said ahead of time. But pre-orders, I wouldn't be surprised if they just say surprise pre-orders are starting now because they've done stuff like that. I think it'll get leaked before though. I think someone will find a retail listing. Yeah, I retail. Although I you think, said they're good at hush hush though, right? Yeah. Well, retailers are. You can't. You never know with retailers. Was it um Smash Ultimate? Uh, a retailer in Mexico put it out a day before it was supposed to release. Like, you can't... Con- Once physical's out, you can't control it. I remember that. Retailer in Mexico was like, oh, hey, yeah, we're just selling it now. Screw it. It's like, well, what can Nintendo do besides we're not selling to these guys again next time, I guess? 
Please tell me people literally tried to drive across the border to get hands access to Smash Ultimate early. Oh god, probably. I want to believe. I can imagine Smash fans trying to get their hands on a copy early to stream early. Yeah, like people were were not were not happy about it. <laughs> they were very mad. They're like, "What are you doing?" Uh, but that's the thing that that happens. Like, you can't control physical. I think. That is probably why everyone is eventually gravitating towards digital, because they have a better handle on that. Once, also, if they go pure digital, then that's the end of a lot of freaking brick and mortar for sure. It's what are they gonna do? Uh, we we have plushies. There you go. Um, <laughs> I like GameStop is like half games, and now it's like half random gaming crap to buy. That's really what they've become. Because speaking of to. plushies. Uh, I'm I'm slightly distracted because on your camera the sun is hitting your Kirby plushies <laughs> in just the right way. It looks like you've unlocked Angelic Kirby right? in the back. Oh I see. <laughs> yeah, that one right there. He's praying right up to the sun too. Yeah, <laughs> like hands up to the sun. Perfect. Yes. Like speaking of Hyrule Warriors, I got Master Sword Kirby and Master Sword Kirby. Ooh. And Master Sword Kirby. I have three. Because nice. Uh, for some reason, I bought three. I was like, you know, Triforce Heroes, there you go, I got them. Uh, buying four would have been too much. But, uh, yeah, those are Master Sword Kirby's. Those aren't Sword Kirby, that's Master Sword. Which is a, a cool difference. They all, there's only a thousand of them, which is nice. Uh, oh no, 1,500. There's only 1,500 of those Kirby's that exist. So, apparently I bought three because they're collectors? I don't know why. Hmm. Um... Yeah, GameStop's just selling a bunch of just random gaming crap now. I don't know what they'll be, but eventually it's conceivable that full digital will happen. I think the reason why it can't necessarily happen is because just some countries just don't have a digital connection. Which is the one thing I think about with PlayStation 4's digital only. And the S isn't digital only. It's, got a, it's still got a disk drive, right? Uh, right? The what, sorry? The uh, Series... Not Series. Yeah, Series S. The, the Series, series X. X. The Series X has a disk drive, yeah, uh, the S, S does, does not, it's okay, all digital. So the cheaper ones are digital only. Hmm. Okay. And you said the the PlayStation 5 with the disc, there's more priorities of that than the digital one, right? Uh, yeah, that, the disc, the discless version was easier to get access to, on, okay. of, in both cases. Like, if I go on Microsoft's official website, or even on Xbox itself, because X, mm -hmm. you can pre-order Xboxes on an Xbox, which is weird. Uh, you can get, you can pre-order right now uh, a Series S where I am in the UK, but you uh, the Series X is out of stock. Okay, my assumption there, and I'm going to say assumption, though it could be true, I think, is the reason hmm. why the physical version is getting sold more is one is people like physical, but two is some places just don't have a good internet connection to download a game. So, this allows you to, of course, well, have your games and not worry about that. Also, just people just like physical. Like, I, I have so many uh, cartridges for the Switch that I could have gotten as digital games. Because I just like having these cartridges and also apparently like the taste of whatever the hell they have on those cartridges. I've accidentally licked my fingers after touching a, con a, ca a cartridge before. It is not a good taste. It is not a good taste. <laughs> uh. Um, like I was like switching cartridges and I was eating a pizza or something. So, <laughs> oh, that was not good times. Sometimes you just like, sometimes you just like having a physical thing. 
But I think it's preservation also just... too. Oh, true. Like the idea as we get further and further in to like video games as in general, games are going to become harder and harder to access, especially with the idea of digital libraries. At some point, we and both big business and us are going to have to figure out when servers get sunset. Do we just lose access to that content? Is that license actually just a license? But with a physical copy of a game, if you've got it, as long as it's not like, you know, Chrome Hounds, like I got burnt on, I picked up a copy of Chrome Hounds on the 360 after the servers went down. Mm. It was basically a useless disc. Like, if you've got a copy of, you know, one of the older Kirbys that perhaps, or like anything from Nintendo that maybe you could have gotten from their digital service, uh, I forget the name exactly, the one you get with the, the Nintendo subscription. But if you got the digital version or the physical version, you can just play it whenever you want. No subscription needed. No, no weird stuff. No timed exclusive that Nintendo's doing. What are their games like? Was it the Mario uh, Super Mario Thirty? Yeah, thirty. That's like timed exclusive or something. Yeah, which is uh, which everyone freaked out about. So we'll see if Nintendo sticks to that or not. The little clue that people feel is Nintendo said uh, Jump Rope Challenge was going to go away like last week, and it's still on. So. Maybe they're blocking back on that, but that's a little game, so we won't really know. But it's such a weird thing to make they're to do the Disney Vault is what it feels like they're doing. Where after March thirty first, I think it is, all that Mario stuff goes back in the vault. Because really, Nintendo could be the most amazing nostalgia machine if they wanted to be. They could be like, "You want the entire Nintendo library right there? You want the entire Super Nintendo library right there? Minus anything with licenses we can't get back." Or same thing with 64, same thing with that GameCube. Like, they could, the next Nintendo console could be called the Nintendo Everything, or something that means all the stuff, and just be the entire library. And they're making all the money ever. It's like, Xbox has value in the Game Pass. The only thing I think that could compete with the Game Pass in terms of sheer value is if Nintendo came up with their own Game Pass, but for the Switch. Like, yeah. if you want the entire history of Nintendo's back catalogue in your pocket for $15 a month, that would be a hell of a deal. It'd be amazing. Like, I could see just a, I could see a YouTube channel or even a streaming channel just go like, all right, we're playing every single Nintendo game. It's going to take a couple of years. <laughs> Playing every single Super <laughs> Speed Nintendo. Speedrun oh marathon. It would be amazing. Hell, even Sega. Like, I don't know if they could do it through Nintendo or, or just make their own classic console. Just go like, here's the entire freaking library. Like, that would make them Ooh, I doubt. Money, I, I doubt Sega wants to get back into console making after what happened with the Dreamcast. Right. Uh, mm. Well, Dreamcast had a lot of problems. Dreamcast had a... Well, Saturn had a bunch of problems, Dreamcast needed to save them, and then Dreamcast had a lot of problems. The, the most unfortunate thing for Dreamcast, I feel, was just how easy it was to pirate their games. In that it was... Oh, you, oh, you didn't... If you don't know this, all you had to do... No, that was before I was born! Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I am old. You just needed a CD writer, and you could copy a game. That's all you needed. That's all you <laughs> really? needed. So, uh, all you had to do was just download the game off the internet with someone who has it, and then you distro wrote, wrote it, and then you had the game. So because of that, I had access to the entire uh, Dreamcast library just with that. And of course, that's going to tank a bunch of sales. 
And that was very unfortunate. They just didn't have any real protection for it. Of course, PlayStation, you could do some things like that too to the original PlayStation, but it took a little bit more work. You had to do some you had to do some extra stuff to get PlayStation to do it. Same thing with PlayStation 2, actually. You could do a lot of piracy on PlayStation 2. But Dreamcast, it was just the easiest one to do. All you needed was a disc rec- uh, a disc writer. That's all you needed. And so I had access to all the hits for, for Dreamcast. Not good for Dreamcast. I'm sure other things hurt them as well. I don't know the full history. I knew it at one point. I don't know it now. But it was very easy to pirate Dreamcast, and that hurt them a lot. Hmm. You can't exactly pirate these little tiny discs. Well, you, there's probably people who can. There was a lot of work that was done into making, into figuring out and cracking Nintendo's original cartridge back in the day. Because there was, was it Tecmo or Tenno or something like that? Tecmo, Te- yeah. Not Tecmo. Um, maybe it was Tenno. Because Tecmo was a company that worked with Nintendo. It was some sort of, it was like Nendo, some word, and someone's going to know the history better than I where they were making their own Nintendo cartridges, and a whole lawsuit came out of that. So even back then, there was some piracy going on. But yeah, I just... Consoles... Con- uh, consoles. Uh, cartridges are harder to do, in theory, just because it's a physical thing, you gotta do all the work for all that. Well, a disc is, you just write it, because everyone has access to discs, and... Oh, shoot. Who has access to these tiny cartridges in mass? <laughs> Yeah, it's not exactly something you can source very easily unless you're buying a tons of SD cards. Like, yeah. if we're talking the whole SD card thing, the fun that was the old PlayStation P- or PSP PlayStation Vita exclusive UMD memory, uh, and then the exclusive SD cards for the PSP or PS Vita rather yeah. that you could everyone just like basically did the equivalent of uh, unlocking or like uh, jailbreaking their P- uh, their Vitas so <laughs> they could get access to just uh, SSD. I keep saying SSDs. Uh, what's the name of the tiny digital storage things? SDs I forgot the name of them. No, SD cards, yeah. micro SDs. Yeah, like yeah. micro SDs that are bigger than like 256 gigs. Hmm. Most people jailbroke their PSPs for that. I mean, they did other stuff with it, like being able to run other games on the PSP was kind of cool because that was a meaty handheld in terms of power. But yeah, like there's still games being made for the PS Vita now. Shockingly. <laughs> Going back, think about yeah. digital. Um, there are Wii-only digital games. And you can't play them anymore. And they were yeah. really fun. Um, so there are these things that we're going to lose the time, and that's very frustrating. I don't know... I don't know if there's a way that people could just somehow... I don't know how you... Could, well, there's people who are smarter at technology than I am. And there's probably people who have been able to get into the Wii and get these games... And I need to find them so I can play those games again, because those games are really fun. Because I feel like there's two games I can think of right now that I really enjoy. And they were My Life as a King, uh, not My my Life as a, as a King and My Life as an Overlord. And they were both Square Enix games. They're these really well, fun, uh, they were management games. Well, one was management, okay, My Life as a King was management, where you built a town and... Adventurers would go to the town, they'd get geared up, so you would you would sell them gear and everything. And they'd become paladins, white mages, black mages, all that stuff. And they'd go and fight the Dark Lord and things like that. That was pretty fun. It was very enjoyable. So it's all, you're managing the, everything the adventurers need to go do their adventures, to go do the RPGs of, of Final Fantasy. You're just the town managing all that. You're the king of the town. 
my life as an overlord was a tower defense. Literally. She has this big-ass tower, and adventurers go to these floors to try to get to her, the fighter. And so you're putting in defenses there. And my life as a king is you're like a little boy king named Leon, and then in Overlord, you're like a little Overlord girl. Because she's the daughter of the one who got the previous one. And they're both really cute games, but they're also really fun games as well. Like, she had like a ton barrier armor, which was, was cute as hell. And these were just really fun games that you can only play on the Wii. And they're still on my Wii, but I don't know if you can play them or not. I feel like Square could easily put them on tablet or something like that. But they haven't. Instead, they have whatever that Final Fantasy game is that tries to milk you for thousands of dollars. Oh, the gacha. I've heard about that. I, I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about, but I don't know what it is. Of Like, the name of it off the top of my head. But I remember hearing a lot of bad things about that. What's ridiculous to me is they have Chrono... Like, this is the reason why it's also scary if Nintendo were to bring back the library. If they were as bad as Squares about it. Because you can get Chrono Trigger for $30. Really? It's, it's a great game, but damn, $30. Jeez. Bloody hell. A great classic, but well, I'm not going to put down 30. Then again, like, I've played it a bunch of times. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people have not, so... It's, it's like the value of whether or not... Just because... Uh, I can't think of what, what's a good book. Just because, like, like, I guess, let's say Harry Potter. Just because Harry Potter is like 10, 20 years old, this is not still worth 10 bucks? I don't know. Kind of that question of how... Does art lose... Does art lose value with age? And you could say no... Mm. But at the same time, it's an old game. I don't want to pay 30 bucks for it. Well, here's an example for you, like fresh off the presses of my timeline. Uh, looks like a new like Lord of the Rings box set has been announced. Mm. It is the Lord of the Rings motion picture trilogy gift set. It contains both the extended and the theatrical cuts in 4K, UHD, and digital. It's up on Amazon, uh, pre-order on Amazon for $139, or 140 bucks, basically. Really? All right. So is that a justifiable price, is the question. Like, it's got a bunch of goodies in it, but it's got both cuts of all the main Lord, of all three Lord of the Rings movies. Is I- that a good price or not a good price, considering how old the movies are? So it comes down to, well, how many, what, it comes down to the features they added. That's why you always have to add new features to it. Is that worth mm. the price? So they added... So they made it... Uh, I already forgot the words you said. They just made it look nicer, right? They they prettied it up. Like, there's, there's, there's bits of it. There's a literal ring inside the box, like an actual one ring. <laughs> oh my god. And there's both cuts on multiple discs. It, it comes back to that idea of, you know, you can pay 30 bucks and get credit trigger on your phone. Yeah. Uh, M- Nintendo probably sees a lot of people bought that, so in the future, will they want to do a Game Pass-style $15 service for those kind of first-party-ish titles. Yeah. And that question of value is also something to maintain about the Game Pass because, segue, uh, Xbox bought a absolutely stupid amount of studios recently, including ZeniMax. Which, I say ZeniMax specifically because ZeniMax is the company that has a bunch of uh, studios under its umbrella. Mm including, but not limited to, uh, what is it? Off the top of my head. Actually, I'll say off the top of my head. I need to, I could just find the article on Reddit. Hang on. 
uh, sort by past month. There we are. Okay. So it's Arcane, Arcane Studios, people behind Dishonored nice. and Prey, yep. which is big already. Then you've got Zenimax Online, which is Elder Scrolls Online. Pretty, that means Elder Scrolls Online is an Xbox product now, potentially, even though it is on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, you've got Machine Games. I don't know off the top of my head what Machine Games do. Are they responsible for Evil Within? Double checking. Double checking. Yeah. Machine Games is listed on here, and I'm not immediately familiar with them, but I have heard of the name before. Here. Machine Games helped out with Wolfenstein. Ah. Get their wiki. Yeah. Uh, so they've done stuff with Xenomax. They're purely Wolfenstein. Oh, okay. They're, they're the Wolfenstein guys. All right. Well, there's also, so, you know, what is it called? Um, the other. The, the, uh, Id. There's also Id, of course. Yeah, it's Id Bloody Software. You've got Bethesda Game Studios. I mean, do we have to talk about what those two are responsible for? <laughs> You've got uh, Alpha Dog, Roundhouse, and Tango Gameworks. All three of those as well are listed. So all of those combined give Xbox ownership of, you know, just going off their listing here, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Starfield, Evil Within, and Prey. Yeah, like... And then and anything else coming up the pipeline as well that we don't know about. Because what happened for a lot of people was they all kind of got blended together, and people just thought Bethesda owned all that stuff. No, Zenimax owned all that stuff, and Bethesda was just the big face of it all. Yeah. And because when they did Bethesda stuff, they would also talk about Wolfenstein. They would also talk about uh, Dishonored. They would talk about all these other things uh, while Bethesda was doing all the talking. So everyone was like, Bethesda owns all this? Like, no, no, no. Zenimax owns all this. It's just Bethesda is the face. And so all these products, I'm very curious to see what they'll be doing. Like, obviously, there's going to be some sort of amazing first-person shooter, <laughs> considering what we're seeing here. So they have to make, I don't know, they have to make good exclusives for Xbox themselves, but they've always been, well, they're on everything. Because I remember the joke was, well, there goes uh, Skyrim getting on more consoles. <laughs> there goes Skyrim getting mm. on P PS5. I think that was the joke. Skyrim Special Edition will no longer be relaunched for the eighth millionth <laughs> time on PlayStation 5, because it's Xbox exclusive. But they better make sure they make some good games, because I actually found out the price, and oh no, it's expensive. Do you want to guess? Uh, do you know what the price is for the, the buyout? Off the top of your head? Three bill? Higher. Six bill? Higher. Nine bill? 7.5 billion. Okay, okay. Because Star Wars was sold to Disney for like eight bill. So if they. Bethesda made more than Star it's Wars. Jeez. Less, actually. I'm looking through like the, the Reddit section here. Mm -hmm. uh, 7.5 billion is three times as much as my Xbox, uh, Microsoft paid for Minecraft. Minecraft was 2.5 billion. And this is three point five billion more than what Disney paid for Star Wars. I swear they paid and seven billion. All right, it, I got that backwards. It's even one point five billion more than what Activision paid for King, the guys who made Farmville and all like the Facebook mobile games, the wow. ones that are billion like Clash of. Mm -hmm. I think Clash of Kings is King as well. Like it's this is a lot of money Microsoft have dumped into Zenimax. So while they are actually honoring some of the uh, the 
PlayStation exclusives coming down the pipeline to do with yeah. uh, G- Ghost Stride, Ghost something from it's the oh that one. Ghostwire, Ghostwire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghostwire is PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. They're honoring that, and there's one more PlayStation exclusive. Uh, uh, it's Deathloop from Arcane. Deathloop on console is an oh. is a PlayStation exclusive. So okay. both of those are being honored by okay. Xbox. Although it will be weird to see a PlayStation game with Xbox Game Studios underneath it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's gonna be great. But I, yeah, the, the the eternal question now, Scar, for me is: is like Doom Eternal two or Elder Scrolls six or Starfield going to be Xbox exclusive, or is Microsoft going to allow that to go to PlayStation as well? Is that, what I'm wondering. That is an interesting question because that's what I'm wondering too. I feel like they have to make some exclusives to make it worthwhile. But would it hurt them overall? Because now they're making money off these games, not just as a console thing. I mean, not just for their console, but they can make the money off these games on the other consoles. For example, recently, this is something I learned, Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori Will of the Wisps uh, is like an Xbox exclusive platformer. They're on the Switch! Yeah. That's something I didn't know until recently. Like, <laughs> Xbox let them go to the Switch! So, precedent is there, like, for non-PC, non-Xbox, first-party going. There's, so. there's a weird relationship between the other consoles and Nintendo. Uh, well, PlayStation's a bit weird with some of its own things on its own. Like, PlayStation, whenever there's multi-console things, when, like, uh, when things are on all the, all the pro- platforms, PlayStation will sometimes just not be the, will be the only one that's not part of crossplay. PlayStation's weird like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the rumors have always been that the reason why World didn't come to Switch is because PlayStation paid them to not put it on Switch. That has always been the rumor. But at the same time, Nintendo gets its own versions of things, so it's not too bad. But PlayStation is weird where they don't want to do crossplay with everyone else. But, but also, PlayStation has famously said, we look to Nintendo to do the next thing. We always look at them to do whatever the next thing will be, and then we'll go from there. Because, yeah, the other consoles are guilty of copying Nintendo sometimes. When Nintendo did the Wii, they brought in motion controls after them. Like, that's the thing that happens. Oh, yeah, the rave sticks, the PlayStation move with the tennis balls on the top. (laughs) Xbox, on the other hand, doesn't see Nintendo as better. Yeah. Them, on the other hand, don't see Nintendo's competitor because they're just so different in what people buy them for. So Xbox has had friendlier relationships with Nintendo from what I could tell. Which is why Orin the Blind Force is okay to go over there. And things like that. Like They're more fighting it out with PlayStation, and then Nintendo is just on its own island. It's on its own ocean doing its own thing for the most part. They're just vibing. Yeah. Nintendo just do what they do. And that's always been Nintendo's mindset. Nintendo hasn't done head-to-head stuff since Sega. They have not really... Well, early on with PlayStation, they had to go head-to-head. But after Xbox got into the field, they let Xbox and PlayStation fight it up when Nintendo has done its own thing. And I think that's really been healthy for Nintendo to do it that way. Because uh, it's better for them to just not be in the conversation and make a bunch of money than lose money trying to fight the other two. And it's worked. It's worked out for them pretty well. I think overall, competition has made Xbox and PlayStation both do pretty well, too. And we've all had a lot of enjoyment just talking about them fighting each other. Like, the like the last, uh... Was it PlayStation 4? I think it was PlayStation 4, when 
Xbox put out their their price, and then PlayStation Four comes up next, one hundred dollars cheaper. It's like son of a bitch. That was that was a big moment for a lot of people. Like oh, and that so, was the whole online only fiasco as yeah. well at PlayStation, and and the famous how to do use games at PlayStation video came out, which was just <laughs> step one. End of video. <laughs> Oh, that that little bit of Ivory Schadenfreude I missed. That little bit of that little bit of fangs. I yeah, I enjoyed that. So it's it's very interesting just seeing them go at each other. It because console wars are never going to end. It's always going to be a thing because people like competition. People like sports teams. It it's really dumb, but it's also enjoyable at the same time. So uh, yeah, it's cool to see these two go head to head like they they do. I just. It's not very fun when they just took way too damn long to just put out their prices. I'm glad Xbox like, here, here's the damn price already, jeez. I hated that game of chicken so much. Yeah, and then PlayStation's like, okay, here's ours then. And it's, it's like... not fun. It's Xbox, not fun. Xbox's stuff got leaked apparently a week early. Like, they came out oh. and said they wanted to do it the week after the leak, but this whole thing, this whole thing got started because the Xbox Series S prices leaked. Oh, yeah. About that. that was the whole that was the spot that finally stopped the game of chicken mm-hmm. so i'm thankful for that yeah, and then they're both releasing was it i think it's the 10th for xbox and then the 12th for playstation uh there's okay. different dates for uh playstation in different regions of the world oh, okay, and right, xbox right, right. is november 10th yeah because like here in the uk i think it's november 19th for playstation 5 Ouch. And then in the US, Korea, and a couple other places, it's like 12th. November 12th? Yeah. Or November 9th, maybe? I don't remember off the top of my head. So, 10th, uh, as of the one I'm reading, the 10th for Xbox Series X, and I assume that's here in the US, and then the mm. 12th for PlayStation 5. So, two days later. Yeah, that'll be the US date. Because I know specifically the PlayStation 5 in the UK and the rest of the world is November 19th. Yeah. So. Oh, the week after the election for the U.S., if we're still all here in a week, <laughs> uh, Xbox Series X, and then two days later, so Tuesday, and then Thursday will be PlayStation 5. So they'll be coming out that week, and we're going to see a crap ton of reactions to these consoles, and we're going to see, uh, I think we're we're no longer in the age of the Red Ring of Death anymore, or just anything conking out the first time. Don't jinx it, it's 2020. <laughs> Shut up. Holy Shut shit, up right, right now. You're right. It's 2020. You're right. Mm. Move on. <laughs> Do not jinx it for me. Oh my god, you're right. Alright, so... Real quick, since we've gone this long, just end it. Um, so... <laughs> speaking of that, uh, what is, what is the UK's view of what's happening with the US right now? We're literally we've, on fire. I, it's... It's weird for me because we've got our own problems to deal with. The whole Brexit thing is not sorted yet. Mm-hmm. Like that is a whole like political wise, and then on top of that, uh, COVID being a bitch. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm just hoping if there's if Trump is voted out, it's peaceful. If it stays, if he's voted in, that it's peaceful. <laughs> I'm just hoping for peace because. I could see a situation where either way, shit hits the fan real bad. Because it's... 
Trump has done a lot of really, really bad things. Yeah. And a lot of really, especially recently with COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm not personally a fan. But yeah. at the same time, if he wins the election, that's got to be peaceful. Like, that's the whole point of democracy. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I, I feel like there's going to be no peace. Uh, unless the Xbox and the PlayStation sell really well. <laughs> And then people are too busy yeah, hope- playing them. I'm really hoping there is a combination of one the consoles coming up, but also like some big sporting events hap- like happen. Like maybe I know the NBA is currently doing the playoffs right now. Yeah, hopefully because there there, ne- there needs to be something to distract because otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to be a shit show either way. It just depends yeah. on how bad the shit show is. It's been a crazy year because people can't be distracted. I think part of it. So. Well, the only two, yeah. the only two sports in North America I've seen that have done the bubble well enough, or like the anti-COVID bubble, where players don't leave, no, like everyone coming in and out is severely checked, mm-hmm. is the NBA and the NHL. They've been able to run their actual leagues relatively, relatively decently. Yeah. Apart from one or two little bits here and there, but like things like the NFL, like have been completely gimped from what I understand. Here in the UK, the Premier League has had a massively shortened like shortened schedule mm-hmm. so it's just go 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 all the time there's like tons of like way more football games than you'd ever expect like most now i think cricket is still technically going on i think but the nba at the nfl uh, sorry the nba and the nhl with their bubbles have done really well so they've been decent distractions mm-hmm. but things like theater like music concerts Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. all gone out the window, and it's going to be out the window for a very long time. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the big uh, theater like umbrella companies is looking to bankrupt. So it's like, ah, oh, crap. Well, there's a lot of movie theaters going away. Yeah, that same company. Yeah, it's happening here as well in the UK. So you, sh- I know the reason. Like, was it with uh, with football for you guys? Um, one of the big problems is. Because the leagues are, like, years long, they have to do a lot of games to qualify for different things. And Not so, years long, but several, like, it's most of the year is, yeah. like, the the Premier League, for example, the big mm-hmm. football league here in the UK. Like, it, there was COVID lockdown for so long that all of these games that would have happened throughout the year got crunched down to a few months. Yeah. So it's, like, so you'd sometimes see four, five, even six games a week, Ooh. which is a lot. <laughs> of games so it was like woof like, yeah, they have to do a lot of stuff to qualify for the world cup don't they they have to do a bunch of stuff yeah like yeah. world cups can, like I don't well, I'm not even sure if the UEFA cup's happening like world cup I do not imagine the Olympics that's been gone for a while from Tokyo yeah. that yeah that's gone back Tokyo said no matter what we're doing it next year it's like alright okay mmm doubt X <laughs> X doubt uh, we'll see I'm just happy happens. video games are coming to distract me because yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping there's relative calm. We always end on a downer, so I'll I'll put it up a little bit. So Kirby Fighters Two, because we're gonna talk about this. Uh, yes, they got leaked the day before it came out, and the thing about Nintendo, uh, the thing about Hal and Kirby is they make a Kirby game every year. Except 1996 was the only year, or 98. One of those two years was the only year that did not have a Kirby game. So they had a streak. And so I was like, are we not getting a Kirby this year? What happened was, so last year's Kirby game was Super Kirby Clash, which is an online fighting, boss fighting game uh, as a team. 
And the team on that worked on this game, Kirby Fighters 2. So it's like a one-year turnaround. And what happened was, because they worked together in Super Kirby Clash, they were all really familiar with each other and everything. So when they had to go to everyone work from home, they understood each other really well. So they were able to make this game. uh, Hmm. And, well, it's out. They were able to work on it and put it out. It's a very fun experience. It's a very fun game. $20 digital only. And I enjoy it a lot. It's it has so much nostalgia. It's got references to almost every single Kirby game somewhere in it, which is amazing. So it's one of those games that just knows how to reference itself pretty well. And I'm happy there's a game out. And it's just cool to see that a team can work that if a team is well enough, just cohesive enough that even when they're apart, they can still do a good job. That's what I'm happy about. So there's that. All right, so... Hey! uh, I was going to say, is Capcom working on anything? But of course, they're working on uh, uh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Rise. They've already... Someone's already modded in a hook thing for Monster Hunter World. They've already modded it in. (laughs) Yes, they modded in the uh, the hook beetle. Uh, No, not wedge beetle. Uh, Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever the name of the uh, the new movement method is in Rise, they modded that in. My guess is it's basically they have because you could hook into a thing in Monster Hunter World. My assumption is yeah. you just you hook up to wedge one. beetles. Yeah, yeah, you just spawn a wedge beetle wherever yeah, you're you aiming, and that's how you move. That's my assumption. Okay, so that's a fun thing. Wire bug. That's the name. Wire bug. Really? That's there a good name. That's a good name. Uh, so I'm really curious to see that. Like, it's interesting that they've decided to have two versions of Monster Hunter now, and. Like, here's the world line, and then here's the regular line. And then the story's also happening as well, because the new stories got announced for those who like stories. Yeah, freaking also stories is happening, so they have these... They've turned Monster Hunter, which you feel like, well, it's just hunting monsters, and they've turned it into a bunch of different games now. And they all have their own distinct flavor to a point, while they also are influenced by each other. Yeah, it's like Rise... Yeah. That Rise was meant to be like the generation's next version, mm. but they have taken some things from World. There's Turf Wars, which is so like cool. they, they, yeah, like Turf Wars from World is now in Rise, and they're basically the uh, the new uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called, Palamons, the dog Palicos, oh, yeah, basically. Palamutes, yeah, so yeah, Palamutes, yeah. Have they're basically Raider Riders, but you can fully control them. It's amazing. Like I love that so much. Like they took the mounts from World. And they made you a new pal out of it. So now you have these dogs you can ride. I assume they can sniff things out too. And you just can also have the palico. So you can have a, you can have a dog and a cat, or you can have two cats, if my understanding. Oh yeah, or two dogs. Or two dogs. So yeah, that's you can be master of the hounds, or you can just have a bunch of. You can be a crazy cat lady. You can do whatever you want. Pretty cool. Uh, I assume you can't just play as a dog though. You can play as a cat. But I don't know if you can play as a dog. Uh, we don't know if there's like a because of course you could be a palico in generations yeah. and Chen Yu. We don't know if you could be a pal a, like palamut. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll see. But they have they've only just started showing stuff off recently. Yeah, like if you can name your cat your palamut, it's just I imagine people name it Zakian, and I forget what the other one is from Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to see just another thing. And the hooks can be interesting to use, and I assume a lot of the monsters can have things you can hook onto, because why wouldn't you have that be a thing? But I'm really hyped for Turf Wars. I like Turf Wars is my favorite thing. But one of my favorite things in World 
was the Turf Wars, because it was so fun watching them beat the crap out of each other. It's just Godzilla up in here. I'm a big Godzilla fan, so... This... Oh, you must have loved the Rajang one with uh, Devil Joe. That was literally just Godzilla. Oh, like, yeah. getting picked up, and he just, just <laughs> no, punch. Mm, so good. Um, Or, like, in World, I can't remember the name of the water one, when it grabs onto a Baroth and just wraps all around him. Oh, uh, Geratidos. Yeah, Geratidos. Yeah, the fish. And he just wraps all around him, and he's just crunching him, and then he just throws him off. He's like, oh, damn, both were heavy damage attacks. <laughs> It's it's just it's a fun game. It's it's fun to watch that, and so I'm happy to see that's going to be in Rise, and I'll have Rise. Like Generations is fun. Generations ideas are fun. It's just World was just such a just such a big difference, especially when it comes to just traveling around because Generations has the each part of the map is a a load screen to get a load zone. Yeah, that's something in Rise that's different too. Now it's taken from World. It's a one. Harmonious zone, which no loading, which is very good. So I think we're done with with load zones. Maybe it would depend on hopefully because that was a limitation. This is Capcom. Capcom working with limitations. They did these these zones. That was them working with limitations back in the day. Uh, we can also talk about Resident Evil. The doors opening was a limitation thing. Like you think. The doors are there to make it creepy and tense. Like, that's one thing. But it's also because load screen and we're in. That's what those doors were. So Capcom's always been good about trying to find ways around load screens, which is cool. And we'll end it there. Yeah, before we get down another rabbit hole. Well, yeah, yeah, words are hard. Down another rabbit hole. I think... I don't think any of the consoles are dying anytime soon. I think everyone no. always puts Xbox as the one who's in dying straits. I feel between PlayStation and Xbox, and which is not hard to argue. Like, I mean, what about the Stadia though? <laughs> what about the Stadia? <laughs> what about the Stadia? Speaking of not that, but I just remembered we'll end on this because I forgot about it already. Squadrons came out of nowhere. I forgot it came out. I need to buy it and play it sometime this week. Is it good? Sorry, say that again. X, uh, stores, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Ah, uh, Squadrons. Yeah, for for the it being thirty dollars, like thirty five dollars. I'm liking it so far. Mm. Campaign was like six, seven hours, eight hours ish. Had a good time with it. I'm gonna try the multiplayer probably when we're finished here. Nice. Uh, I'm having a bit of fun with it though. It like it. There's gonna be no updates. Like it's oh, like Star Wars Fallen Order. Like I mean, Fallen Order had one big, maybe two big patches, but no DLC. It's gonna be a similar thing. Okay. So it's not games as a service. Like the content that is here is the content that is here, hmm. which is rare for EA because EA is all about that games as a service long train right now. I feel like the leash tightened really hard on on EA after uh, Battlefield at uh, Battlefront Two. I think after that happened, Disney went just yanked on them really hard. That's the only guess I've got because. Uh, they've been way more safe with with Star Wars, and they've been good games too. Hmm. But I think once uh, once they get enough street cred with Star Wars, they might do something silly again. I wouldn't be surprised because it's EA at the end of the day. Like uh, the the entire concept of well, making a lot of money is you keep pushing it until you're allowed to. So we'll see with that. But hopefully, we just get good Star Wars games for a long time. I'd be happy with that. So I gotta check out Agreed. Squadrons. 
And wait. Okay, now we end. Now <laughs> we cut before we go any further. I see you tangenting. That's the face <laughs> you make when you do a tangent. No, wait, stop. Wait, 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 wait. Outro. Do you can you get Star Wars with the pass on EA, or you just have to buy it? Uh, on e EA Play, uh, right now you can do a trial with EA Play, but no, you can't get it just like outright for free. It. It's not in the vault well, yet. Okay, okay. Okay, now outro. Okay, now we're out. Now. Okay, so that's <laughs> it for basically a podcast. Uh, the the next guest we're gonna try to get is uh, someone who's been here before, Smidgen, also known as Micah. Hey, who I want to talk to her, get her perspective on things that are happening before the election. And then after her is going to be Two Prime, which is a guy who knows politics way better than I do. And we'll talk about things the week before the election so we can get some better thoughts on it. And then we all vote and we all burn in some way, I suppose. All right. So now we're done. Uh, we can't all be Australia at the same time. It'd be bad if we were. Has that fire been taken care of yet, by the way? There's too many fires right now to keep track of. California's still burning. Um, Yay. Global warming doesn't exist. Are you sure? Ugh. It's warming itself pretty good right now. We're, we're going down the downslope, Scott. So, like, outro. That is basically a podcast. Uh, we'll get Verb on again. I don't know when, but we will. When the consoles come out. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work for sure. Because then whatever shit show comes out of that. Because it's always a shit show. It's never not. Ugh. Um, we'll see. But there you go. That is the podcast. I had fun. Hope you're from watching. That's what's all about, is it? Having fun. Thanks for and See you next time. And you can find Verb on Twitter and Twitch and Twitch. anywhere. Just Verbalocity. Universal yep. branding is a wonderful thing. Yep. The, his name will be in the description and everything. So, see ya.